Welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts. I'm your host, David Almeida. I'm an actor in Orlando, Florida, and every week I sit down with an actor or artist friend. We watch an episode of the classic sitcom, The Facts of Life. Then I hit record and we talk about the show and anything and everything else we feel like. This week, Matthew Arder is back. This is part two of two because we watched season four, episode 18, Best Sister Part 2, which had an original air date of February 23rd, 1983. If you haven't listened to Part 1, listen to Part 1. It's funny to note that this typically happens, uh, the second part of two-part episodes tends to be a fairly short episode because once we get past all the pleasantries of starting things, it's just like, okay, we're just, let's just get to this. Let's get it done already. So uh, it's not a very long episode this week, but that is never, I don't think, a bad thing. So I think we're ready to jump on in. Let's face the facts with Matthew Arder. That's good. And you know what? It's slimming. In case you... Oh, you fucker. What? In case, in case you spray it instead of say it. <laughs> Covered myself in a bib. You, you're like putting I'm on a bib, but you're s- not going to eat. I've got turkey and some raw vegetables, some red peppers, some and, monster cheese. And bread fresh from the refrigerator. Fresh from the refrigerator. Nice and dry and... What is that? That's ranch dressing. Okay. You are a woman. Women have a chromosome missing that can only be filled with ranch dressing. <laughs> can I have a side of ranch dressing, please? Women. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> so stupid. Matthew, it has yeah. been too long. <laughs> My mess. God. Too long to get here. Yeah. <laughs> mm. We are back. It is another week. Can you feel a brand new day? I can feel it. <clears throat> we have a show that we need <clears throat> to wrap the fuck up. Yeah. And I the synopsis to... for this one is Jan Brady still wants to become a nun. <laughs> but now, so does Joe. Yeah. That's the like... synopsis. Joe and Jan Brady want to become a nun or a <laughs> sister. Sister, I want to become sister. Yeah, because after, after, oh, that's it. After spending a romantic weekend at a retreat, Joe and Meg <laughs> want to become nuns. A romantic, no. They were clearly doing it. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. There no. are plenty of innuendo in the first episode about, I was playing with the furry things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was... Walking down nature's path, mm-hmm. <laughs> nature's path, also known as the vaginal canal. <laughs> Is that what they called it? The gynecology? Yeah. No, I'm gonna. I'm going to look in your nature's path. I'm gonna take now. a take a walk up the nature's path <laughs> <laughs> with my two little fingers. Stop! 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 We, we need to. You're this eating. is a classy fucking podcast. Thank you. And you're tainting it. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> Which I did laugh out loud when you were saying you recorded the 69th show or something. I right, said, go, yeah, show on 69th. That's went giggity. Daryl said nothing. You go, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me. I, you get me, I Matthew. I love to. Um, uh. <laughs> so this, is, this episode opens real weird. Like, Joe has come back from, the, from somewhere, and she made a, a base. Yeah, what the fuck? Joe is suddenly a potter. 
Yeah. <laughs> because she was suddenly a gardener with yeah. their winter uh, winter garden oh. where she was made her bok choy. It's like, what the hell? It's like, well, we made her want to be a nun. Pretty much we got free reign to do anything yeah. now. Now she's a potter and she has... Made um, a vase for her mom. <laughs> and it took her a long time to get it right. And it was through God's help she was able to yes. complete it. Um, and so with this vase... Ivy Wed. <laughs> Tootie and Natalie are like, let me see it. No, let me see it. Yeah. And you know what? I Nope. You better be sitting down, fives of listeners. And that includes you, Cat. See yeah. my tutti fruity lovely, uh, because they fight over it and the vase ends up falling on the floor and breaking. Stop <gasps> it! I know. Who does that? It's it was it's so so stupid. It's like uh, I would. I would say it was contrived, but it would be an insult to things that are actually contrived. contrived. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. So but bad. luckily. And by the way, do we ever really find out what happens to that base? Like nobody rushes to clean nobody it up. Nobody sweeps it up. I think or anything. Yeah, it's Joe just, like kind of picks it up and. It's but nobody weird. gets a broom. No, <laughs> you would need a broom. Y- you'd for think, what wouldn't you? You'd um, think. I did like the close up of the floor, though. Oh, like interesting, like to see what the floor looked like. What, what did the floor look like? I don't remember. 1982. <laughs> It was just peel and stick tiles. Yeah, and basically. Wax floor. Yeah. I mean, like you'd expect in any cafeteria. Like a mop and glow, perhaps, <laughs> had been used on it. Mop and glow. But everything is saved when Hello Jason walks in. Yes. To my life. But, 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 but before that happens, Joe, when the vase is broken, mm-hmm. as angry as we are over the contrived situation, Joe blows a gasket. Yeah. And she screamed, you were so stupid and clumsy. And <sighs> God will forgive you someday, kind of a thing. It's yeah. suddenly like, now everything Joe does has to be, I'm being my natural self and then applying an unnatural God filter. Correct. Blah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then in comes Jason. Yum, yum. Yeah. Played by actor John Kaliri. Uh-huh. C-A-L-R-I. C-A-L-I-R-I. Sometimes billed as John, J-O-H-N. Mm-hmm. Sometimes J-O-N. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Jonathan. Oh. He has 12 credits between 1981 and 1986. That depending on which porn he's in. Mm, well, I haven't looked at, I haven't looked at uh, <laughs> X-Tube yet. But um, the greatest American hero... Different oh. Strokes, oh. Chips, mm. T.J. Hooker. What'd you call me? V, Hill Street Blues, mm. uh, TV movie, High School USA. Oh, remember that one? I, I think so, and that I don't remember. That was Michael J. Fox and Joel and Joe. Oh, okay. It was one of those. So maybe he was Where really... they put all the casts of like all the shows into oh, yeah. it. Yep. And he also had an episode of your favorite show, Double Trouble. What the fuck is Double Trouble? <laughs> And he was a series regular for all 20 episodes of Square Pegs. He was on Square Pegs. Oh. And I know uh, you're not a fan of that. I never really watched that he show. He had to look at Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> in puberty. Woof. Uh, well, Yikes. It's hard enough to look at her now. Mm-hmm. Thank God that very straight pussy-loving husband of hers <laughs> loves it. Matthew Broderick? Yep. Yeah. Are you saying he... There are rumors that he might not be 
heterosexual. Why are you spreading these rumors and why haven't I heard them? <laughs> How dare okay, you. I have to stop eating if I'm going to talk. The trouble is I'm liking the food too much. Um, so Jason shows up and he is just handsome, as cute as Looking good. Yeah. I'm like, I'd, I'd drive to Yale for that. Yeah, true. Yeah. I don't know how they met. Don't really care nope. anymore. Mm-mm. Yep. Um, I let him walk on my nature's path. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he didn't have the mumps. It was just swollen glands. And if, you're swole, if your glands are swollen to the point where people think you have the mumps, why couldn't it have just been the flu? Yeah. Agreed. Or, or an infection. Or <laughs> something. It you could know? have been. Yeah. Just why do they have to go with the mumps? I, I agree. It was just swollen glands. If honest to Christ. Yep. That nope. was just a bad choice. Yeah. So a funny line where it's like, uh, he says, Well, let's go. I, I apparently he rides a motorcycle too. So he took his bike he drove he he took his bike there all the way from New Haven, which is about an hour and a half I did research. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I just was imagining us riding on the bike together and you holding your arms around me, holding me tight. And Joe's kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah I you're can't, a guy. I can't, <laughs> I can't do that anymore. And he's like, what? And she says, I'm going to become a nun. And his response, was it something I said? <laughs> I like it. I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Give me. That's a joke that works for me. Good. But, um... He says, looks like I got a long ride back to New Haven. Looks like I got a long ride back to New Haven. Mm-hmm. And part of me is just kind of like, well, that's why you call first. <laughs> Sorry, no sympathy, bruh. You could have called. They and did also, have telephones. I'm the- sure there's an adult bookstore or two along the highway. <laughs> you just stop off. <laughs> but Joe, as, she, as he leaves, Joe says, drive carefully and bless you. It's like... Oh, my God, that sounds so yeah. wrong and unnatural coming out of her. Um, and then Natalie, hornbag that she has been this entire yeah. saga, she was like, so what are you going to teach? You know, you're going to this place. What happens there? She's like, well, it's instruction in classes, mm-hmm. in faith, in chastity. And Natalie's like, what? There's classes in chastity? Well, Bl- Bl- when, when does she... Blanche. Um, when does Natalie... She goes, bless you, and and... Drive safely and bless you. And Natalie says, doesn't it bother you that that's the most you'll ever say to a man or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> like, she's really concerned about Joe's not going to get to have sex. Yeah. Can. True. But and, like but, but and this really is some of Natalie's best work, I felt like, in yeah. this episode. Like, <laughs> the but way she's Horny Natalie is funny. Horny yeah. Natalie is horny. funny. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But she's like, don't you want children? Mm-hmm. And Joe's like, oh, you'll all be my children. Yeah. Um, and Weird. she said, Natalie, yeah, great Natalie line. Don't you think, is this really a good match for your personality and your temper? Meant. <laughs> Beautiful cover. Mm-hmm. Beautiful cover. Because it is. It's just like, you, you a mean bitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, granted, Joe does say that one of her... Um, I don't remember what the response is, but honestly, there are talk people who went to school with nuns. Like you hear that they some of them are ball busters. Like mm. they are they are tough old mm. broads. Nuns are bitches. Mm-hmm. I was Jewish growing up and going to a Catholic school, so talk to me about hatred from nuns. <laughs> oh my god, 
The nuns hated Wait a minute, me. wait, wait, wait. You were Jewish? I'm going to a Catholic school. Are you Jewish? And I was going to a Catholic school. Okay. The nuns hated me. The priests loved me, but the nuns, not so much. <laughs> I found out at a real early age what I'd do for a Klondike bar. <laughs> I remember one time I was cleaning the rectory, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and some guy's on his way to confession. And he says to me, hey, hey, kid, what does the priest give for a blowjob? I says, usually a Coke and a Snicker bar. <laughs> Stop. But yeah, nuns are bitches. But yes. you knew your state capitals at the end of the year. Yeah, damn straight. You knew your penmanship was yeah. fucking on point <laughs> after they beat your palms and yeah. your knuckles. They will whip out a ruler so fast. Now, does it make sense that Joe went to a school mm-hmm. with nuns? Like, to go to a Catholic... A Catholic Italian? An Italian from... Or well, from no, Polish, she's, from... she's Polish from the Bronx. I mean, it's it's yeah. affiliated with the church, I assume. If you attend the church, can your kids go to the school? Do you have to? I mean, you got to pay for that, right? That's a that's an extra add-on. They used to call it parochial schools. Pri- yeah, right. Pri- public, private, and parochial. Yeah, um, but those. You, I mean, you had to be donating money to the church. That shit wasn't free, was it? I don't know. Uh, listeners. Maybe maybe uh, Lisa M. Maybe one yeah. of our tutti frutti. Wonder could. if she went to Catholic school. Possibly. I, at the age of six, I wasn't really concerned with my parents' financial situation, so no. I just went to where they told me I had to go every day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it turns out it was a factory. Yeah. But uh, so this is where they get into a little bit of a discussion with Blair enters. Mm-hmm. And she looks great, by the way. Does she, though? Uh, wearing her uniform. Yep. Um, Slim. That yeah. fat farm they forced her to go to really did the trick. And she has a question about where's Meg. And Joe's back. Joe's here and everything. Because she and Meg still haven't talked yet, yeah. right? But the thing that comes up, because Meg's come back now, hasn't she? Yeah. With, with Mrs. Garrett. Yeah. Um, okay, Blair comes in saying, where is Meg? Yeah. And it's like, well, she's not here yet. And uh, Joe says, I'm glad you're going to be talking to Meg. I prayed that you would, and he listened. Mm-hmm. So then in, shortly thereafter, Mrs. Garrett and Meg come in together because they were off uh, at St. Martha's donating her car, donating her MG, mm-hmm. which is actually a car. It mm-hmm. still is, and they still make them. Mm-hmm. Just never seen one. Mm-mm. Wouldn't uh, know if I had. Huh? And so they, they donated the car. Even though Blair, on two occasions now in the past, I've said, why doesn't Blair have a car mm-hmm. at school? Mm-hmm. She's rich as fuck. Mm-hmm. It, it, this, this to me was perfect. I was like, Blair, take the goddamn car. Yeah. It's free. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Surprised Natalie wasn't there saying that. But uh, so when Meg arrives, the weirdest thing happens is that even though she's with Mrs. Garrett talking about this car and stuff, Blair is seated at sort of an upstage table a little ways away, and there is nothing said, no hellos, no pleasantries, no acknowledgement, even though it is like the express purpose for Meg coming here is she needs to talk to Blair. That is the sole purpose of her presence. So it's like, what? So it was just weird blocking wise that there wasn't even an acknowledgement. And it's not until Joe says, um, 
Oh, this is the point where Joe says, Meg, I officially want to follow the same path. She hadn't really told Meg that before. Mm -hmm. So this is where she says to Meg, I want to become a nun. I want to do what you're doing. Bow, tick, bow, wow. No. Yeah. Back to the retreat, Joe. No. So yeah. Meg says, yes, Joe, Mrs. Garrett filled me in when we were donating the car. Yeah. And I'd like to talk to you about that. Mm-hmm. And Blair's response from the peanut gallery in the back of the room where we haven't <laughs> seen her yet. <laughs> Blair's, I'll bet you would. Mm-hmm. And she comes up and does the Uncle Sam. You're recruiting now. Yeah. And accuses her. And she, um, I, I don't like that um, presumption or whatever. And she says, it's not that. It's an accusation. Yeah. Oh. And then she does the Uncle Sam. Um, lesbian nuns want you. Like, or whatever she says. <laughs> Joe is like, what do you mean? No, no, the weekend was a revelation. It was like a lightning bolt. Mm. And Blair is just being a total see you next cunt. Oh. And so, yeah, the recruiting stuff, the wasting your, Meg, you're wasting your life. Don't waste Joe's. Mm. And Meg is like, okay, I'm out, bitch. Blair's very worried about her girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Meg says, I'm leaving. And Mrs. Garrett. Mm-hmm. I'll take you to the train station. It's like, yeah. um, Mrs. Garrett, uh, this would be kind of a moment for her to say, Blair, yeah. stop being a cunt. Get involved, Edna. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's surprisingly... She the whole time can't be bothered. <laughs> surprisingly peripheral to this whole thing when this is... We're, we are about... We are approaching DEFCON 5 here. Yeah. And... That is one of my biggest notes coming up. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's, she does the, she tries to explain that it's not a lightning bolt. And Meg is like, it's like a calling, blah, blah, blah. And then does the perfect sitcom thing. Turns her back on it. Turns her back. Yes. To, to, to talk Fuck. about the calling. Yeah. <laughs> so Blair is still harping on. Meg can just come and go and does whatever she pleases. Mm -hmm. Why haven't you been home in over a year? And finally Meg says... I haven't been home in a year because of my parents. They never left me alone, and they locked my bedroom door at night. Mm -hmm. And Blair says, well, yeah, because they can see that you've been brainwashed. And Joe intervenes and says, we are talking about God. And Blair, top of her lungs, I'm sick of talking about God. Mm -hmm. If there is a God, prove it to me. Mm -hmm. And Joe punches Blair in the jaw. She hit her cold cocked she assaulted another student uh, let's just let that sink in yeah in 2020 terms yeah this girl assaulted another student yeah not without provocation i'm just gonna leave it there but but <laughs> i'm just saying yeah blair got cold cocked yeah and uh that's it and after she hits her the whoa aftermath Followed Blair, by way Blair, too long of a cut. Way too long of a cut. Blair stands up and turns her back to Joe. Yeah. It's like, you don't know she ain't going to hit you again, girl. Yeah. And Mrs. Garrett looks on. Doesn't do a thing. In a the thing. 45 seconds between the hit and the cut to commercial. Oh, my God. Edna doesn't do anything. This would have been... I mean, we needed to cut the commercial. You okay. are suspended or expelled. Yeah, You have for that just shit. 
assaulted another student. True that. <laughs> and that's the point when... It is never addressed again. No, never. <laughs> Nobody no. is concerned. Yeah. Thankfully, Blair this is got just... punched. This is just a little fight between friends. Really, Edna? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That would have been, in real life, in real terms, that would have been, like... Edna would have grabbed Joe by the fucking ear. Thank you. And said, get in that kitchen. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> just hit her. Ma'am. Uh, but um, that to their credit. bothered me a lot. To their credit, though, the build-up to it, Lisa Welchel, I mean... The performance, yeah. The 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 prov- it it did not feel unprovoked, but wow, yeah, holy shit! I mean, this is like a whole different thing in their friendship and their love relationship. Like, no, they're not in love. Stop! Like you're you're getting to me, Matthew. You're getting under my you're getting in my head. You're getting into your nature's path. <laughs> um, am I right, listeners? Um. Yeah, I had a real issue with that, and I, that issue remained with me for the rest of the show. That not once did they did they have a that conversation was, about her punching, yeah, like and how oh that's not yeah, cool. That's not cool. <laughs> and it could have been the whole uh, if there was ever proof that you are so not fucking ready for this. Yeah, I mean, it kind of yeah. it's interesting how that could have been a tool, but Here's it a wasn't a moment. So then we come back from commercial. We're in the bedroom. Mrs. Garrett is icing Blair's jaw. Tootie's making jokes. Tootie's going, whoa, she decked you. Whoa, she clocked you. Whoa, bitch slapped you, threw down. And like, a source of comedy. The assault after, has become a source of comedy. Exactly. It's just so wrong. And uh, Blair is concerned about whether it's going to bruise. Even mm-hmm. Blair is not... I, I I am not happy with Joe all the time, but we are still friends. My fucking friend punched me. And how many times has Blair Warner been in a fist fight? I mean, if she, the first time you get punched, you're like, what? Like, it remember, that had to shake Blair up, like to get punched. Well, no, she got punched in season one. Remember when? <laughs> Su- when remember she when Julie? A lot. Remember, remember when when Sue Ann and Cindy were suddenly best friends at each other's throats, and a swing is taken and they miss and accidentally hit Blair. Blair gets caught in the crossfire. So remember, there's Blair with the black eye and putting the a bedazzled eye patch over her black eye. That was season one. Okay. So Blair's an old pro at being caught. <laughs> she can handle a fist to the face, I guess. <laughs> so. This is the point where Mrs. Garrett now says, Blair, we need to talk. It's like, uh, yeah. Blair is in more trouble for questioning God than Joe is for punching another student. (laughs) It's true. So true. They really make Blair out to be the villain in this episode. And and simply because she's questioning God. How dare you, Mrs. Garrett? How yeah. dare you Eastland school? Oh, it's yeah. this, and I'm sorry if you lose listeners for it, but no, I am not a religious what? person at all. But I believe you should be allowed to. Sure. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Have at it. But I just cannot believe how much trouble Blair is in for yelling, prove to me there's a God. Yeah. <laughs> like, ugh, like no, oh God, it was really getting a little. 
agnostic heart just pumping. <laughs> One of the nice lines Mrs. Garrett says is, finally, and this is like, you could have said this on Friday. <laughs> Don't you think your anger is somewhat out of proportion to the situation? Why are you reacting with such a vengeance? And then we get the sob story. Yeah. Blair prayed and prayed and prayed, mm -hmm. asking God to help her, but he didn't. The next yeah. morning, that was when her parents got a divorce. 1973. 1973. So how old is Blair? She is now 18. How old is Lisa Welchel? 19. So this is 10 years ago because we're in, we're in 83 73. So this is 10 years ago. So when she was eight. Because I Blair was born in 1963. So uh, this was 83. Correct. So she would have been turning no, 20 this how, year. How do you know Blair was born in 63? Because that's what it says on the interwebs. And she's a close personal friend. Um, Blair. I mean, okay, okay, okay. Lisa Welch was born in 1963. Right. And this is this is early 83. She would be about to turn 20, but at the yeah. moment, she's 19. Okay. But okay. Blair is 18. All right. So, yeah, so it's when Blair was eight. And um, Mrs. Garrett says, I know it hurt you terribly, but you know, when the girls are having family problems, they come to you. You know how to help them. Maybe some sense can be found from that. Uh, and she says, if you're angry with God, that's between the two of you, but that's no reason to take it out on your sister. And she says, what if I told you, Blair, you couldn't be an art major and you couldn't go to college? And Blair's like, what are you talking about? I would, I would say, screw you and go fuck yourself. I'm paraphrasing. And it's like, which would be worse than punching you in the face. <laughs> apparently is the lesson I've learned from this episode, yeah. Edna. But it's like. Oh, was, is Blair going to do art? Is that really where we were headed with Blair? We know that she had artistic tendencies. We know she paints. We know she did the sets for the South Pacific. You know, we know that she has some artistic inclinations. But it was just kind of like, oh, I didn't ever gather that that was the path. Mm -hmm. The way Natalie is a writer. The way even, even Tootie as the actress hasn't really been fully cemented yet. But... It's it's about there. It's just about there. And later on, doesn't Blair become a lawyer? Yeah. Yes, yes. Anyway, the, the, the moral of the story, nobody has the right to tell anyone how to live their life or what is going to make them happy. Now, punched girl, get down there and start apologizing to people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, turn around. Yeah. Put some ice on your jaw and yeah. go apologize to the girl that fucking punch deal. Yeah. Well, no, she wants her to apologize to Meg. Mm -hmm. I mean, the punch was bad, Matthew, but Blair really still is. When it comes to Meg, Blair is really the villain. Right. Really. Really. I get it. But that doesn't... I don't think she should have been punched. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in the cafeteria and we do have a funny moment, an appropriate funny moment where Tootie and Natalie and Joe are there and Tootie and Natalie were like, you fucking punched her. Mm-hmm. And Joe is thinking, she's like, I've been praying about it. God is going to forgive me. Like, Joe, Joe is like, justified it. Woo! No. Where's, where's a juicy fruit? But uh, uh, Meg is just hanging in the back, looking out the window. 
And part of me is just like, so good thing you don't have to be anywhere at a certain time. You can just kind of hang out and wait. But uh, Joe says she's going out. I got to think. And then she goes. And then Blair finally is, I want to talk to Meg. And Blair finally is starting to talk some sense. I admit I was a little judgmental. And then Meg says, well, I was acting a little like Attila the Nun. Ha! I'm sorry. And she apologizes. I want to be like, no! Meg, you owe Blair nothing. You do not owe her an apology. You should tell her to go fuck herself. Really? It's like, no. It's not. Anyway. Blair does admit that that morning she called Meg's father and mother. They are on their goddamn way. And she says. Blair is wearing the most horrible outfit. It's just this gray. She looks like a. Like with check top and a, a Dorothy Michaels skirt. It's yeah. just awful. Yeah. But <laughs> that's I mean, what I have to add to this. Par, scene. par for the course, really, for this show. So she says, You better get out of here before they get here. I mean, do you want to go through all that again? And Meg says, Well, no, but clearly somebody wants me to. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God, actually. Mm-hmm. But, um, and they says, like, are you sure somebody doesn't want to take you to an earlier train? And she says, no, I'm going to stay and trust that he'll give me the strength. So Blair starts asking some questions like, are you telling me that you haven't prayed for something and not gotten it? Didn't you feel disappointed? Yeah. Didn't you feel betrayed? And Meg says, prayers and promises don't always work. And then Meg says, look, you bargain with a used car dealer, not God. And then Blair says, well, if you can't pray for what you want, what's the point? And she says, you hope for what you want. You pray for God to do what's best. And for some reason, that resonates and the tide turns with mm-hmm. Blair. I'm not sure the line is strong enough to warrant that, but yep. okay. And so she says, you mean you just trust him? And this is their moment of connection. Mm-hmm. Then Mrs. Garrett comes in and says, all right, break it up. Let's get ready for dinner and let's let Meg and Blair have some alone alone time. And Blair to say, I'm tired of being angry. And no sooner do we kind of have this little moment, Joe comes in and she says, I have something to say. I hit you. I talked to God and now I know he wanted me to do it. It was his will. Yeah. Meg says, well, your will and your fist don't use God to justify your behavior. And you don't catch the Holy Spirit the way you catch the flu. Or the mumps. Yeah, you see? Right there. Jesus. <clears throat> so, but Joe was like, but but I had the feeling. I had the lightning bolt. And Meg says, well, it wasn't a lightning bolt for me. It was more of a hunch. And she says, I, I don't know how I was sure, but I was sure enough and I'm still not 100%. That's what the next few years are for, for mm-hmm. me to know that this is the right path for me. And uh, Blair Blair says, oh, so you do have doubts about this. And uh, Meg does say something to the effect of, yeah, and I'm, uh, God, I'm so awful at synopsizing this because this scene is so fucking static. Um and she says, yeah, I'm willing to admit I have doubts when I'm not backed into a corner. Yeah. Meaning, uh, when you're not a cunt, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. 
but um, <laughs> tell me something else. This scene is so static and talky. I'm boring <clears throat> myself with the synopsis and the tedium of... <laughs> Of, of reliving the moments in t- what? Well, two things happen that I noticed. Um, what handed is Charlotte Ray? Is she left handed? She's a lefty. Because her watch, I noticed her watch is on her right wrist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's Second of all, accurate. When she takes um, Tootie and, um, and, and, and Natalie into the kitchen and pushes them into the kitchen to give Megan. Blair, her right time. That is when the microphone shows up above them. You see a boom? Yep. You see the boom, and then you see the shadow of it for like the, like it's probably less than two seconds, but you see it and it pops up, it pops in, and then you see the, um, the shadow of it on the wall. Yup. Boom. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Get that. Boom. Well, quickly zoom in. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Didn't even see that. It's Very subtle. Wow. On the on my Roku version of it. It was, I don't know why. Interesting. Filmed differently. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. But the, 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 it just ends with talk and talk and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then I have, <laughs> the last thing I wrote down was she gets her to stay for dinner. Yay, cafeteria food. Yeah. Like, I'd yeah. be like, La oh. canned chow mein. Yeah. My sister's here. How about I take you out to dinner? Yeah. Clearly, it's a Sunday night. Yeah. Um, or no, it's Monday now. It's Monday okay, now. Okay, so, yeah. well, Blair has to work then. It's yeah, like, it's But true. it just was like, I'll stay for dinner. I would have been so perfect to be like, mm, I'm going to have enough shitty food for the rest of my life because <laughs> I'm going to be a nun. So, mm, yeah. I'm going to stop by the Mickey yeah. Days on the way home. Yeah. Couldn't take me to Applebee's or something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but finally, we, Joe and Blair, are left alone. And Joe does apologize. Mm-hmm. And then Joe does say, I don't want to lose all these feelings. I don't want it to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> and Blair Let's says it won't and Joe says how do you know and Blair says I just know Let's get it on No mm-hmm. Yeah it's it's a very like let the air out of yeah, low energy ending It and, went from like 90 yeah. to like zero Yeah The mm-hmm. second act of this of this half is really kind of a snore I felt like they had so many more minutes to fill. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they were like, oh, how, what, a, and we got to need, we need another minute and a half. Yeah. And then they had to write another scene. It's just, yeah. It becomes... you, I think, I think I'm with you. Maybe it would be interesting to, for someone with time in their hands to see if they could do an edit of this and edit it down to a half an hour. Mm. But uh, last. two minutes, was it? 22? 25. 25? Yeah. But uh, last thing to just point out, the interesting, when we did build up to the punch, Blair saying, I don't believe there is a God. If there is a God, prove it to me. How ironic to be coming from Lisa Welchel. That is what I wanted to end with. Okay, let's How let's go there. How brilliant Lisa Welchel's acting is. Because her character, uh, her, her the actress of all the actresses, is the most vocal about her religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. So, for them to write this for her and for her to be like, "Let's do it," mm-hmm. like, and I believed her. I believed. Oh God, that, yeah, that, I did too. It was 
interesting to me because she is so vocal about it. That, and yeah. she's so devoted to the Lord. And said, write me out of the... Yeah. Of the... Virgin episode. Virgin episode, yeah. which is season nine. I believe Jesus. that's called um, Nat Loses It. L- lose it? No. Yeah. No. Yeah? No. No. It's not called, called that. Nat, Nat's Nature Path, I believe. It's, <laughs> it's the title if you're looking for it on IMDb. If you are. Yeah. <clears throat> but the deal is, I believe it's called The First Time. Mm. Yeah. And it was also the first time Lisa Welcher went, get me off the show. Yeah. Write me. Don't even. Like, they wanted it to be her. And she was like, number one, fuck no. Uh, yeah. Number two, I don't even want to be a part of it. And she has in later days, in more recent times, talked about that. And she sidestepped it very nicely with it being a, I'm a Christian, I don't believe in having sex before marriage and blah, blah, blah. She said it was such a big topic and such a sensitive topic. And to try and cover all of that in 25 minutes, I really didn't know that we would be able to do it justice. Yeah. So sidesteppy is... I didn't trust the fucking writers. And she was not wrong. Just saying. But. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> That's so... You know how far away that is. Yes. You know how far away. Yes. But uh, and otherwise, let's, uh, let's, let's pick this up. Let's All go. Right. Let's get pizzazzy and give it some vim and vigor and verve. All right. Give me another commercial. Good night, everybody. No. Oh, commercial. What? Um... <laughs> Well, something that made me think of while I was listening to podcasts on um, on Double Speed, I was remembering those Micro Machine commercials. Micro Machine? Mm-hmm. They were little Hot Wheel cars, and the guy that was on the ad was one of those fast talkers. Oh, yeah. People, and he was like, bah, 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 Micro Machines. And that's all you could really understand the word he was saying. I vaguely remember that. I'll yeah. have to find it, and I will post it. And he became famous. Yeah, he was on That's Incredible. He broke the world record. On That's Incredible. He was known for that and had a couple of movie and TV show appearances. And I think Candid Camera hired him to, uh, like, some poor, unsuspecting court stenographer had to sit there. And it was just like, what are they going to say? And he would start speed talking. And the poor girls would be like, I'm sorry, what what, what, did you say? Did you say affiant or affidavit? It's like, uh... Can you read that back to me? Yeah. No, no, I no, cannot. No, I can't. Yeah. Wait a minute. But this world's, was fun. Wait a minute. World's for a fastest. Jan Brady episode. Yes, I just looked it up. It's John Moshita Jr. <laughs> it is M O S C H. No, that'd be Mos. In Italian, that'd be Moschita. M O S C H I T T A. I believe it's Moshita. No, not Mr. Moshita from the Karate Kid. You somebody's name is not Moshita. No, it's I said Moschita. But you know the bread is is in Italian the bread is bruschetta, and we fucking Americans call it bruschetta, and it's and wrong. they don't keep it in the fucking refrigerator. <laughs> We're back to that, are we? Back to that. But yeah, his name was John. I'm gonna say John Moschita Jr. was the speed talker. I got I already see some YouTube clips of him and all that. But uh, yes. So this was fun. I hope you enjoyed. You got, <laughs> you got Jan Brady. I did. You got the Jan Brady episode, and thank you so much for the time to do a two-parter. Oh my god! I greatly appreciate that. A two-farter. No. Come on, come on. 
to to ardor farter oh wow really i'm just i haven't heard that since third grade well you said it okay it's different when i say it david is different (laughs) well darling have a bit of your nosh what probably the next time uh we're we are going to record our separate show that we put out on the patreon if anybody Wants to become a Patreon supporter? Not Go to Patreon, that. and then you can hear the other show that we do called TV Talkaholics. Yeah. And uh, for let's face the facts, people, I believe we are next going to see you for season five, episode one. And it is a two honor. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. I don't. Okay. What's it called? Oh, Brave New World. That's yes. right. Brave, Brave New World, part one and two. That's the the conception of Edna's edibles. <sighs> And Matthew is so fucking excited for this Edna's Edibles. This is when the shows get good, everybody. Do they? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, while we ponder that, I will say thank you, smooches, and goodbye, darling. Bye. And there you have it. That was Matthew Arter. Two shows, two parts, two weeks. And as I've said before, if you like hearing me and Matthew, you can hear our other podcast, TV Talkaholics, which we put out monthly and is at the moment exclusively available to Patreon supporters of the show, which is $3 a month. You can find that by going to patreon.com slash face the facts pod down the road somewhere it will be made public but probably not until i'm done with let's face the facts so we're a couple years away from that one thing i did have to correct is that i did pronounce john moshita's name incorrectly i don't know why i was saying moshita i guess i had shit on the brain clearly literally uh but uh yeah by even by italian pronunciation it would be moshita so john moshita jr is the fast talking guy who rised to prominence in the late 70s and all throughout the 80s. And, uh, and he's still alive. He's uh, 65 years old, and he's still working. And uh, check out the website. I will post some videos of him. That's all for this week. Next week, I'm going to be watching Season 4, Episode 19, called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And I'm going to be joined by another very special guest. That's all for now. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. And remember... The facts of life are all about you. Let's Face the Facts was produced, written, hosted, and edited by me, David Almeida. My theme song was beautifully arranged and recorded by Ned Wilkinson. Our website is facethefactspod.com. You have to drop the let's. And that's where you can find extra pictures, video, and audio extras from the digital cutting room floor. Follow the show on social media. We're everywhere under the handle FaceTheFactsPod. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash FaceTheFactsPod. And don't forget, go to your favorite podcatchers and subscribe, rate, and review. Tune in again next week for another thrilling episode of Let's Face the Facts. <laughs> <laughs>